Allison, people loved it the last time we oh, made our my commercials. Why? It was so much fun. I don't understand people. I love it. This is it's been so much fun for me because two of my favorite podcasts, the Ron Burgundy podcast and the Conan O'Brien podcast, like they they just do their ad reads as a conversation with their with their co-host and mm-hmm. it's just it's just so much fun for me. Uh here's the newest one. I have become a model. Clearly. Like, I did not think this would ever happen. No one else did. But if you go to staycloseTochrist.com, I'm the poster child right now for Stay I'm Close so to Christ. I'm so excited for you right now. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you're being serious <laughs> or not. Stay Close to Christ has amazing things. Saint cards, tiny saints, saint medals, like the perfect things for like graduations are happening right now, confirmations. Great idea. Uh, you know, just your kids are bad and you want them to be holier, mm-hmm. all these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. If you go to ForteCatholic.com slash gifts... G-I-F-T-S. What you will get is a free tiny saint with every order of $10 or more. One free tiny saint. I've got St. Michael on my keychain, and my daughter tried to put another one on there the other day, and she <laughs> she's four, one so it didn't go well. One saint at a time. So, Allison, yeah. there are lots of saints who are tiny. There are also lots of saints that are large, but all of them can be bought as tiny saints. <laughs> ForteCatholic.com slash gifts. Conditioning, air conditioner. I'm not sure which is correct, so you make your pick. I'll take either. It is a choose your own adventure for what words you want Taylor to use. <laughs> that is the lovely laugh of Miss Allison Sullivan. Hello, Hello. Taylor. How are you? Hi, friend. I love how we always talk like this. At the I beginning know. Of our it's so great, isn't it? So, we're going to talk about some things today that I know you are just super excited about. Oh, great. Harry Potter. <laughs> Okay. Pokemon. Oh. And more Pokemon. Okay. Your thoughts? Uh, zero. <laughs> I know nothing about either one of those topics. What's great is I... I think Emma Watson plays... Is it Hermione? What's her name? She does. She's. Uh, is that Pokemon or Harry Potter? <laughs> I know that that's Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm very proud of Literally, that. you just... That, and that is the extent of my knowledge. Well... This is going to be a long segment, that's, is what I'm trying all, to tell you. That's all junior high you don't ever seem to, to care about my comfort level with our segments. The less comfortable I make you, the more people enjoy the show. Oh, gosh. <laughs> is there a direct correlation? Because there's no way that your listeners are as antagonistic as you are. I find it really hard to believe. Some of my listeners are very good people. And then there's the other 97% of them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this should be good. <laughs> so this weekend, a new game launched called Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Mm-hmm. It's essentially the Pokemon Go. Like I the, just got bored. I, well, <laughs> so did the other 3% like you. <laughs> this is for the rest of the 97. I feel like we're getting very political now. The 3%ers, <laughs> the 97%. So all you need to know is... You walk or it's a it's a great game for being active. Taylor likes to sit on his behind a lot oh, okay. and not move. So it gets you moving. It, it got me moving and okay. it made me pay attention to my children. Okay. Uh, the only thing I know about Pokemon is that my kid makes up completely arbitrary rules. 
I mean, he gets puts these cards in front of us and then just makes up things. So then I start making up things, which he seems fine with. So anyways, sorry, go ahead. Make, make believe with a children's category is fine. Okay. Well, it's, it's perfectly okay. Check. As long as he continues to win by manipulating the system, he's learning some valuable life lessons. Okay. Okay. So. Never uh, mind that I completely <laughs> let him. <laughs> We're good parents. Okay. So as the whole point of bringing this up isn't yes. to make you look dumb. The point of this. It's not? No, actually. Oh, wow. That's that's a, a fun secondary reason. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the, this is what we call two birds with one stone. <laughs> right. Um, I was going to make an Emma Stone joke. I know. Because you had, like, the Emma I was Watson. I was trying to think if I knew Pokemon better, I could have made a Pokemon joke about two birds with one, like two Pikachus with Remember one. Remember that one time on uh, you tried to make like a bird a duck beak joke? Yes, about that the lips. And yeah. the, I know. It was great. Yeah. That's all, all this exclusive, amazing content <laughs> at patreoncom <laughs> So the whole point of bringing all this up okay, is this yes. we, this weekend. Yes, uh, I spent. Almost every waking hour with my family playing these games. So this Harry Potter game literally came out this weekend. We've recently, as a family, gotten back into Pokemon Go. And we so we literally multiple, like every day this weekend, we went somewhere to like downtown Bryan or to like the Texas A&M that campus. That is nice. That's and we nice. walked around for like two hours and That's the kids great. enjoyed playing. It was so much fun. Uh, and I've talked before about how... Uh, I, I play the Pokemon game on my Nintendo Switch at home with my son. Like, we're playing the whole game right. all the way through. So it's just this great moment of, of family time together. Yeah. So I, I know that even the last time you came on, you and I both talked about how June has actually been a pretty, like, end of May, end of June has been a slower month yeah. for, for us. Like, mm-hmm. you, kids, I love kids the are summer. home. It's relaxing. So uh, what, have, what have y'all been up to the last few weeks? I really love... Um, I'm a summertime mom, and I know that a lot of moms aren't. They really appreciate a schedule. And my personality, what I'm kind of hardwired to lean towards is not having a schedule at all. So it's been lots of slumber parties. It's been lots of sleeping late. Um, We are super blessed. We have a pool in our backyard, so it's lots of neighbors over and splashing around. So I really enjoy uh, the, the long, lazy days of summer. And staying up late. I love staying up late. Our kids have an air mattress. We literally use maybe like 700 square feet of our house in the summer because we just pile in like puppies because we're all together. <laughs> you know, like wait, they don't wait, wait. You, they don't sleep in their rooms. Was that was that an <laughs> analogy or a, or a metaphor or were you, are there actually multiple dogs in the room? I was not sure which. So you like when you use like or as, it's actually a simile. So it's a simile. So the Sullivan family are like puppies when we just pile in and sleep all on top of each other and get as close to one another as we can. You're an author at heart. You're like, it's a simile. <laughs> it's I, I not a metaphor. I couldn't tell if you were using that or like because everyone says like. Yeah. Well, we bring all the like puppies into our room. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do grossly overuse the word like, so – as a, f- as a simile or as a stutter? <laughs> no, as a, a space filler. Yeah, totally. So uh, one of the things that I was thinking, so there were hours and hours and hours that we're walking around town. We're playing the game at, at our house. We're, mm-hmm. we're, my son and I are still playing this this Pikachu game at home, and we're having so much fun. And there were, there were a couple times where I was like, okay, that's a lot of family time. Like, I'm going right. to do something on right. my own now. And, and I had this interesting... Moment and it's happened before. I just never really thought about it. 
uh, I'm a big quality time person. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's my love language. Yeah, me too. And so I thought about it with my son. My son, it's weird to me that he enjoys this because I always feel like a bad dad when I do this. Mm. There's a game that I play mm-hmm. uh, with my friends. So like literally I put headphones on and I'm talking to them. And he sits next to me and watches. <laughs> and he'll, he'll sit there for an hour, two hours. like, And he enjoys it. And like yeah. in between rounds and stuff, I'll take like one headphone off and I'll talk to him and we'll have a conversation. So yeah. like I'm in and out of conversation with him. But like, yeah. for the most part, kind of ignoring him. Right. And and he loves it. And I was like, that's kind of strange. Yeah. And then I started thinking, like, that's actually how I am <laughs> with people I'm close with. Like obviously yeah. my son and I are close. But yeah. like. Life's crazy. Mm-hmm. You have 18,000 kids. I have three. And we're traveling and working and doing all this stuff. Yeah. I started thinking about like my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my best friend. Uh-huh. So often, I just want to be in the room with them. Like, yeah. I don't need to have this whole conversation. It's like, yeah. is that like, how do you and your husband interact? Yeah. Nearness is important, isn't it? Yeah. I'm a quality person too. You know, it's you are weird. a quality person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> um, it's not amazing, self- but I'm like quality. Quality. Self-proclaimed quality. Um, no, but, you know, it's a noisy world out there. And so I think that it's nice to just enjoy some silence and some, enjoy some quality time. Um, and I think that we're really void of opportunities to encounter just calm nearness. I mean, that is definitely a thing. As an introvert, I feel like I'm hardwired to find some silence and some some tranquility and in my house, it's a little hard to come by, but I appreciate it every single time. And I, you know, I feel like we're doing everything in a hurry. Like, you know, even Seth and I, it's like, we have to hurry up and have the conversation because somebody's about to interrupt it. We need to hurry up and make the decision because it's important. We need to hurry up and because we're tired, you know, it's like, we got to hurry up. <laughs> TMI. Um, we got to, we've everything, you know, feels, <laughs> um, you just caught up. Um, but everything feels on like this really rushed schedule. And so it's nice to just embrace those moments for exactly what they are, which is nearness. You know, right. there's an intimacy there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I started th- – so I, I, my wife actually – my wife usually uh, – it's something that she has learned about me in our relationship that I am this quality time person. Like whenever – like for instance, if I'm – if we're watching a show and she's like on her phone, like it drives me bonkers it drives me crazy i hesitate to agree with you because i want to be on samantha's side always <laughs> but i do i understand right so like she doesn't she did it a lot like when we first started dating and, and got married and stuff but she doesn't anymore yeah. but what was interesting is this weekend she did the same thing that chris does <laughs> like i was playing a game where like i wasn't going to be engaging with her same thing i had the headphones on talking to my friends yeah and she usually she's in the other room Watch like she was watching a show yeah. with the headphones on because we had just gotten the kids to sleep and we we're kind of relaxing. And she was like, "She's super into the show. She's like she's she's was gonna finish this this the season yeah. that day. I was gonna play this game because I'd been you know spending time with the family all day. Yeah. And we both had our me time, but we had our me time together. She came and sat next to right, me. She right. had her headphones in. Yeah. But yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. And we were there together, doing different things, but yes. they are just in the presence yes. of each other. Um, and I started. Th- with everything, if you've got this whole Catholic worldview on, you start thinking about your experiences. You're like, how does this relate with God, right? And I started thinking, it's like, oh, whoa, wow, 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 wow. I had this huge self-revelation where I was like, I am huge on quality time uh-huh. and this time where we can just be together. Like, we yeah. don't have to be talking. Yeah. We don't have – like, my wife and I very rarely sit down and have a very long conversation because – in life, 
yeah. with kids and all this stuff. Like, we, yeah, I have to do that every now and then, but it's like we just are together and it's nice. And I started realizing that, like, oh, wow, this is what I desire. But my relationship with God, I always want to be doing something. Right. I can't, it's hard for me yeah. to just kind of be. I want to be like. That's interesting if silence or if comfortable silence, because there's lots of kind of silences, right? You have angry silence, you have awkward silence, and then you have comfortable silence. So that's interesting. I'm if, not familiar with that last one, but the first two I've got down. <laughs> but if comfortable silence is um, an indicator of intimacy, that's, that is really interesting, isn't it? Right. Because like, it was one of those things, it's like, there's like the action part of it where it's like, yeah. oh, I want to do a podcast with you. I want to speak with you. Yeah. I want to do a ministry with you. But even when it came to prayer, it's like, I want to read scripture with you. I want to say rote prayers. Right. With you. And it was harder for me to just be yeah. like I am. And we can only really do that with our best friends. Yeah. Like my That's wife, really my best cool. friend. I love that idea. You know, the idea of silence, because silence is more than just an absence of noise. There's a searching to silence. There's a searching posture of the heart that that can sit in the presence of God and just simply ask, what do you have for me here? And then receive. You know, it's also um, an, an opportunity to kind of take stock of our lives. It's like, you know, the outer world is turned down and the inner world is turned up and you can just kind of take stock of, of, your, of your emotions or how we're doing at this living thing because, come on, it's hard, <laughs> you know, and so it, you can – really analyze, okay, like I'm under this thing. Okay. I'm on top of this thing. Okay. I'm doing well here. Um, and it allows us an opportunity to engage our emotions and just look at a dashboard, if you will, of like which indicator lights are, are going. But I remember, you know, <laughs> and when it comes to, you know, relationship or whatever, I remember thinking when Seth and I first got married, oh gosh, what if we run out of things to say? <laughs> what then? <laughs> like you'll ever run out of things to say. Oh, it, oh well, <laughs> I don't know. I go home and crash after this, Taylor. <laughs> it zaps me. <laughs> but anyways, but to think that you can never run out of things to say because nearness is, is intimate and important too. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think I, I stress out when I run out of things to say when yeah. it comes to like my prayer time with God. And, and it's funny. I never really thought about the indicator lights, but I think that's why I don't like the just being with God yeah. because then I see, oh, every indicator light yeah. is on. Yeah. I don't know. It's like there's an error. You know how like when your car gets the error message and you don't know what it is, but you just know something's wrong? Something's wrong. Yeah. That and I'm going to have to deal with. That I go take it in. It's like, <laughs> actually, everything's wrong. <laughs> there's just one indicator light telling you this. I actually live most of my life in a car shop. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a whole right. That's a whole other thing. But, you know, asking the question, can I lie there loved under the tender gaze of a father? Can we just calmly bring our strengths and our weaknesses before him, knowing that our sin doesn't make us unlovable? Like, yes, we're sinful, but we're not crushed by it. And that calmness, just that calm intimacy of nearness. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing indeed. So there was this one quote uh, that, that there's a quote that everybody's heard before, but I heard uh, a friend of mine had some insight into it that I had never really thought about before. And, and it kind of perfectly wraps all of this up. I'm sure you've heard this before. St. Catherine of Siena. It's a pretty popular quote. Be who, be who you were meant to be and you will set the world on fire. Mm -hmm. I have always heard that mm -hmm. as do what you were meant to do and you were set the world on fire. Yeah. Like, you, you need to do the things. Right. That's not what it says. Mm. It says be. Be. Right? Like, mm. uh, be who you were meant to be, Like which includes the action, sure. But it's it's like, first, we need to be and sit in the presence of God, like we sit with our, our spouses, like we sit with our best friends, and we can just sit there and be with them in the silence. And then, if things come up, then you can talk about it. So it's not do what you're supposed to do. 
it's be who you're supposed to be. That's so awesome because I do feel like the calm acceptance of your strengths and weaknesses allows you to get rid of the pesky thought that tells you you ought to be somebody different. Can we just calmly be? And that also reminds me of when we get to heaven, it's not well done, my good and successful servant. It's well done, my good and faithful. So there's a faithfulness to just being. Oh, so great. Uh, you just flexed. That was awesome. <laughs> I just wanted people to know that. Uh, so yeah, it was just, just kind of cool for me and kind of wrapped up this idea. Oh, it's I'm cool all... for me too now. Thank you for sharing. Now, it's the, great. Now, I, it took me 15 minutes to get to a point you liked, but I finally <laughs> did it. Uh, Yes, but, but like I always felt like that quiet time with God was was wasted time. Yeah, where it was like, mm. oh, I could be saying something, I could mm. be reading scripture, I could be doing something, and I think the opposite is true. I think that's actually probably more important than that other stuff. Yeah, so, it's I, our desire to be impressive over present. You know, we well, don't need I to can't be impressive. Help being impressive, but that's a whole <laughs> other thing. Uh, next segment on humility. I'm just kidding. We're, uh, we're going to be talking to DJ Bernal about Christian leadership. He's got some interesting insights on that. Don't go anywhere. Hello, Miss Sullivan. What you doing? Taylor, hi. I thought we were in the commercial segment of the podcast. Why are you here? What? I'm, what is going on? Why are you here? I'm looking around, trying to figure out. Where am I? No, you're staring at me in the eyes because you're <laughs> like, well, I don't know what's going on either. Uh, one person complained. Just one? Just one. About how they didn't like that the ads were the same. And they've been the same for about two or three months or so. Like, I was being very fresh for a while, and then I just was like... Eh, whatever, here you go. Yeah. Because they work. Like People are buying stuff. I mean, I have a speed up button for that, but go ahead. Oh, I mean, like, just, I don't know why people don't skip 15 seconds like I do when I listen <laughs> to other people's podcasts, but whatever. You can put it on two times where it's like... Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Anyone... <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so, Allison, does, does anyone you know have beard, have a beard, lips, or skin? Mm. Well, lips. I mean, everyone except the bird family, right? We've all got lips. This is everyone. This applies to everyone. I don't. I don't know. I think everyone has skin. I think there are people without lips. Yeah. I, I've seen like in superhero movies, like some burn victims oh. <laughs> without lips. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh at that, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're not recording. Um, so <laughs> you always say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, most people, everybody at least has skin. So we uh, Catholic Bombgo has something perfect for everybody. If you have a beard, we have the best, absolute best. Bomb, B A L M, not bombs. That would be weird, and you couldn't get into an airport with it. Uh, I love it. I use it. It makes me smell great, which is a rarity before I use this thing. And it makes my beard look and feel good, and my wife loves me more. But also, there are things for your. There's lip balm, and there's what do you call it? Skin balm. It's not skin balm. It's like s- lotion. A uh, uh, hydrating feature. Yes. Aloe. The, the hydrating feature aloe. Shea butter. I don't think they have shea butter. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the lotion. I don't use it. But no one's excluded. All are welcome in this place here at Mm -hmm. ForteCatholic.com slash bomb, where you can buy all of this at 11% off. Do it now. Back to Forte Catholic. This is Taylor's role. It'd be really strange if it came back and was a different host. What if I got fired mid-show? They're just like, yeah, you're done. I never know when I'm allowed to talk. Uh, 
as long as I'm first in the intro and last in the outro, those are the rules. If you had something you could like ding, like when I'm allowed, that'd be great. I mean, I could literally just mute you like I've done in the past. <laughs> that would always work as well. Uh, you know who hasn't talked yet? DJ Bernal. He's on the line with us today. Yay! My new friend. He's uh, a very good looking young man out of San Antonio. What's up, DJ? What's going on, brother? It's awesome to be with you. <laughs> Go DJ, that's my DJ. Is that your favorite song by Lil Wayne because it's about you? I won't say that I wake up to it every morning, but uh, <laughs> that may or may not happen. It was actually, I don't either, but it was my ringtone for about two years. <laughs> that's commitment. I wanted to be cool. <laughs> I still do, but I found different reasons to fail at it. <laughs> So, DJ, I have heard about you for a long time. We've run in similar circles, but never actually really met. I kept seeing stuff on, on social media. I did event an event in San Antonio a, a couple of months ago, and, like, the MC was like, oh, bro, you need to meet DJ, and he needs to meet you, and y'all need to be friends. So I listened to him, and I stalked you on the internet, and now we're friends. Wait, so you, all you did was internet stalking? <laughs> I mean... We're not supposed to talk about the other stuff. <laughs> I was no, in San Antonio man. recently. I'll let everyone else figure out what happened. There you go. Yeah, let's just be honest, right? Let's, just, let's have an honest show. How about that? We've never done that before, but I like the way you think. Let's try something new. <laughs> so you, no, you're, you're an interesting guy. I, I know you primarily as a speaker. I've seen you uh, like on uh, flyers for events. You speak for youth ministry events, for conferences, for ministry stuff. But th I know that there's more to you than that. So uh, you explain to me who you are, and I'll decide if you can stay on the, the show for the rest of the episode. He will mute you. <laughs> got you, got you. Jeez. Well, um, yeah, man, I, 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 get, I get the opportunity to, to dip my hands in a couple of different cookie jars, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> I work full time at a hospital. I'm a leadership consultant. You know, then I have my, my Batman versus Bruce Wayne thing going on. So <laughs> I'm like the night avenger for Catholicism. Is that, is that weird? I love it. So... We both have secrets. <laughs> You're beating up. Like, who are you beating up? Atheists in the night? Like, what is going on? I don't understand the reference. <laughs> oh, man. Now, now you put me into, um, no, let's say, let's say demons. Oh! That'd be, like, that'd, be super, that'd be super epic. There you go. I like that. <laughs> yeah, man. So I just, um, man, I, I sold out to Christ some years back, and uh, it's just allowed me to serve in a lot of different things, man, whether it's uh, starting a, a Catholic Christian clothing line or... Cool. building out retreats or just you know living life in relationship with christ like that's what it's about man i love that like that you are doing ministry out of and flowing from the work that you do full-time because so mm -hmm. often like i work in ministry so people get that perspective when they listen like yeah. allison works in ministry uh you are, are you have a real job uh, you are uh, you're working at a hospital you seem to be a you wear suits to work so you must be very fancy i've never worn a suit to work one day in my life like it takes someone passing away for me to put on a suit but you do it every day and i'm super fascinated by how you Speak about like leadership at work, but then you also talk about it when you travel for for ministry teams, for young people, for young adults. That's fascinating to me. So, like, where are you led in your heart to speak about these things? 
you, you know, it's crazy. It's just the way the Lord has opened the doors. You know, I didn't mean to become a, a leadership consultant, nor did I mean to get into ministry. <laughs> it just ended up, uh, that's where it's at. And, and one of the most beautiful things is wherever we are, that's where we're called. Mm-hmm. And so um, the hospital that I work at, that's, that's one of my mission fields. Mm-hmm. I get home and I fly, you know, I, I might fly to, I'm flying to uh, Florida for soon though, next month. And that's my next mission field. And so like wherever we are is where we're called to be by the Lord. And, and that's just, that kind of was where he leads me, man. I just, I don't know if I can answer that any better. I wish I could. It's okay. Maybe if I asked a better question, it would have been easy. I asked that question. I'm like, I don't even think that was a question. I just kind of faded away and be like, it's, it's your turn to talk It was now. an appreciation. It was an appreciation of bringing sacred into the secular. Yeah, I think that's You're all okay. You're taking over the interview from now no, on. No, I want to do no such thing. <laughs> I want to chime in charmingly when appropriate. <laughs> you know what I'm really good at? Chiming in charmingly. Well, not when appropriate, but... <laughs> <laughs> I would not use you when appropriate in the same sentence, Taylor. Not often. Unless there was a not involved. Yeah. So you're doing all these things. What is the biggest thing about Christian leadership? Anytime that we are speaking about something, it comes from a need that we have seen. What is the need within Christian leadership that you are seeing and trying to fix? You know, I think the Lord is is raising up a new leadership model. I think the leadership models that we have in the back, whether it's business or, or you know, even in ministry, we, we have business structures. And I think he's raising up a new leadership generation. He's leading up a new, uh, he's doing a new thing. And, and what does that look like in the 21st century with the, uh, the addition of technology or the addition of millennials or Gen Xers mm-hmm. or what, what, what is, what is that future looking like? And so when we speak to those things, I, I think it's a world calling out for wanting accountability for big business or even in ministry. But the heart of the matter is deep is calling out to deep. So whether you're working in business, full-time ministry, uh, whether you're a stay-at-home dad or stay-at-home mom, wherever you're at, the Lord has the answer for that leadership season that you're in. Yeah. And so I think that's what he's wanting to do, man. He's wanting to do something new. It's interesting. The last couple of years, as I've transitioned my roles at work, I've been diving into the topic of leadership and reading like all the best mm-hmm. written books about leadership, you know, 21 Irrefutable Laws and how to, how to win f- friends and influence people. And the mm-hmm. list just goes on and on and on. And as you and I were talking about, about this before you came on, you started talking about biblical leadership. And mm-hmm. I, I've seen a little bit of this. It's interesting to me that a lot of these leadership people come from a Christian background. Uh, like Michael Hyatt is a huge leadership yeah. guru, and he used to be a pastor. Zig Ziglar, yeah. may he rest in peace. Like I, that was the first guy I latched onto. Like hmm. business leader came from leadership, was a good old Southern boy, you know, mm-hmm. Southern Baptist or something like that. And it's like all of these things flow from real truth, which we know is from God. So within biblical leadership, like when you tell me that you're talking about biblical leadership. What do you mean by that? How is it different than the, the leadership book stock at Barnes & Noble? Right, exactly. I, I think when we talk about leadership, you, there's usually three words in, involved, right? There's influence, there's people, and then there's results. And then there's all, you know, you can twist it and turn it, and you can get all different types of definitions from there. But I think when we look at the God of the Bible in his totality, he was the first leader. He was the first entrepreneur. He was, 
he created something out of nothing to create this massive system. And so when we look at it like that, we say, okay, so let's look at, let's take a look at what topics or what leadership skills or practical ideas can we get from our Bible that can help us influence people and get results. And we've got these uh, a ton of these great leaders in the scriptures. We've got, you know, your Davids, your Solomons, your Moses, uh, the, the name Jesus comes to mind. So, like, we have these, these <laughs> leadership heroes. When you look at those guys, like, what, how are we able to learn leadership from them? Because, like, you, you mentioned God, and it's like, oh, yes, if you want to be a good leader, you just need to be like God. It's like... Okay, I'll try my best, but let's let's bring the bar down a little bit to our religious heroes, at least. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, yeah, you, you brought one up, right? Which is King David, and I've fallen in love with King David's story from when he's a shepherd boy, not doing anything but staying faithful to just herding the sheep, to being able to tackle, you know, conquer bears and and lions. But that was actually setting him up for his kingdom that he would have. But even more specifically, if you want to look at second Samuel 11, it says that the Kings went off to war, but David stayed back. And of course we hear about the fall of David. We think about him and Bathsheba, but, but that was only a consequence of him not following through on his kingly duty. Hmm. And so when I think about us, let, let's say I'm talking to a business leader, I'm going to say, where have you gotten relaxed? Mm-hmm. on the fervor that you had as a young man or a young woman mm-hmm. that you're not getting the same results that you used to. If you want to talk about it in a spiritual context, I would say when, when you were really seeking after the Lord or when you were at, at, at your bottom and, and, and there was no way that you could get out of this and God delivered you, then maybe you stopped going to mass as often. Yeah. Or you know what? I don't have to spend as much time in prayer. That is a leadership perspective right there. Of where are you getting relaxed and you're not getting the same results that you had before? Yeah. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking that because Satan is is subtle, because he can't uh, lead astray any good following Christian with neon signs and like blinking arrows, you know, this way, this way, this way. So he has to trick us. He has to deceive us. And so it starts with those those little things. You know, he has to sneak a foot in the door instead of, of bang it down because we would so quickly be aware of his tactics if they were yeah. overt. You know, it's the covert things. And so we can so easily separate ourselves from sin. So it has to start a little at a time. I think that is a really revolutionary idea to me because you're absolutely right. When I think of David, I think of Bathsheba. But to think of the no first— you know, instead, I, also when you were talking about, you've just kind of kept saying yes to God, which has led you to your ministry in your workplace. And so it's those yeses to God. You start saying no to God and all of a sudden you're looking at somebody on a rooftop and figuring out how to kill their husband. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Sheesh. In case people are listening and haven't read yeah. the story, that yeah. is biblical. She's not, this is not coming from personal experience. This is not a soap opera. Right. <laughs> Bible is not boring. You're boring, boo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's it's powerful because I think we can all see that a little bit in ourselves for people who have been like living the Christian life for a long time. It's like I did used to be holier. I used to pray more. I've talked about that a ton, but never really connected to this. It's like, well, 
I've I already kind of made it, and we get we get so complacent, and kind of stuck in that. I was just listening to a a, a podcast by Michael Lewis, uh, who's the guy that wrote Moneyball. He wrote uh, The Big Short, and he's talking about the reality that when athletes get their big paycheck. Their best performance was the year before they get their big paycheck, and they are never as good, and like sometimes they are hmm. half as good hmm. later. Like they were motivated to go get something, to go earn something, to show that they were that they were worth it, to prove something to themselves, to prove something to somebody else, to whatever they were trying to do, and then they proved it, yeah. and then they were lazy. Like yeah. there was one dude that yeah. gained thirty pounds. Over the summer, he signed yeah. a contract, you know, $300 million over 10 years or whatever. He gained 30 pounds because he wasn't working out anymore. It's like, why don't yeah. I have to work out? I just made $300 guaranteed money for the next 10 years. All I got to do is show up instead of being like literally the best player in the league that he was the year before. And I see a lot of that. And I think it's an easy trap for us to fall in spiritually. Well, the Christian parallel is to return to the cross again and again and again. To remember, God can't remember for us, and so it's re- it's being astonished by the gospel. That's that's the overflow that allows us to get out there and keep saying yes with fervency. Yeah, I, I love that, and 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 it's not that you're we're putting God in a box and He's only a business leader or anything like that. It's just that His truth penetrates everything that yes. we have here on earth. Yeah, and the more that we come to know that. I mean, check this out. I'm about to drop like a knowledge bomb on y'all, but not because it's mine. (laughs) So so, so buckle up. I'm I'm in line coming coming through customs back from Brazil in February. Guy behind me is wearing a cross. So I'm like, oh, you know, he's at least Christian. So we started talking and it turns out he's the director of Catholic uh, Charismatic Renewal in the United States. Something crazy awesome like that. I'm like, dude, what is up? Like, let's talk. (laughs) But as as we're talking, I find that I'm I'm always wanting to produce more. And he gave me this word of advice. He said, you know, DJ, something that I've often asked myself is, am I doing this for God or with God? And that really made me step back and say, okay, am I just trying to be a leadership consultant for God? Yes. Or am I doing this with God? Am I doing ministry for God or am I doing it with Jesus? Yes. And man, I had to take a that step back so and be good. like, wow. I had to repent right there. <laughs> it's so good. I feel like I've gone about some really goofy ways of trying to connect with the Lord. Like I've lived under God in like in fear of his wrath, and that's terrifying. And I've lived over God, like trying to conform him to my story instead of myself to his story. And that's frustrating. <laughs> and I have lived for God, you know, like everything for his glory and, and you know, to, to build his kingdom, but I was spread thin and I had this embarrassing realization that I was using God instead of serving him, you know? And so right. that's exhausting. And then it was, it's that word with, I mean, wow, that is a beautiful, intimate thing that Paul calls co-laborers. What, what, a, what an honor, what a beautiful thing that God just wants to be with us. He just wants to be near. Yeah. Speaking of an honor, it's an honor to talk to you today, man. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate the conversation and I know, uh, People like you. They tend to like you. So how can they get connected with you, hear a little bit more with you, so that this isn't the, that this isn't the end of, of DJ Bernal to them? Yeah, for sure. I'd love to start a conversation. Um, my, my website, www.djbernal.com, or get at me on the gram, as the kids call it these days, on, on Instagram at d.j.bernal. 
Awesome. Well, hey, dude, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, the, the last thing, just kind of wrap it up. It's like, as you were talking, it's like, oh, yeah, we get complacent. We kind of fall away. And uh, the scripture from Revelation just kept coming back to me. It's like God telling them, like, look, you have lost the love that you had at first. But mm. like, return to me. Like, mm. come on, come on back. Uh, so whatever, if people were convicted as we were talking, it's like just just return to him. That mm. that love we had at first, when you first fell in love with God, when you first were doing the things that David was, leading you know leading the people closer to God, leading the people into battle. If you find yourself on the rooftop, just go back to that love you had at first. DJ, thanks again. Nice to meet you. Hey man, y'all are awesome. You're awesome. All right, guys, we will be right back for our final segment of the day. Don't go anywhere. Well, hello, Allison. Taylor. <laughs> People are going to get tired of tearing us if it's just the Fancy two of us the whole meeting you here. <laughs> wow, this is amazing. Uh, Allison, does anyone you know have feet? A couple. A couple? A couple of feet. Uh, no bird victims on television <laughs> with no feet for some reason. Uh, yeah, we got some great things for your feet from our buddies over at Sock Religious. Sock it to me. I'm loving doing this with you. This is so much. We we have found a new trait for you. You are great at reading podcast ads. This is absolutely fantastic. So, uh, this past Easter, I got to wear the resurrection socks, and like I saw, no one ever compliments me on how I look because I look like this. I got so many compliments for those socks. Now, granted, it was only a picture of my of my feet and and socks. You have area. really nice ankles. It's true. Wow, that's a strange thing to say. Thank well, you. You're welcome. I appreciate they that. They are lovely. Uh, the NFL scouts told me, the NCAA <laughs> scouts told me the same thing. That you have good ankles. Yeah. They were Especially like, adorned with Jesus. This, this is why, yes, that's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fast white person, must be adorned by Jesus. Uh, well, you too can be adorned by Jesus if you go to ForteCatholic.com slash socks. S-O-C-K-S. You can get 15% off your next order, and you too can finally be cool, like I was finally cool for one day. Make your feet faithful. Make, make your feet fun again. <laughs> Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am your host, Taylor Stroll. Still here with the lovely Allison Sullivan. Hello, Allison. Hey, hey. I'm also joined today by another lovely person, not quite to the loveliness level of our Miss Sullivan here, but a man who's been on the show before, a man whose counterpart has been on the show before, a man who is mad about his last appearance on the show, but we're going to have <laughs> some fun today. His name is is Michael Marchand. He has titles, 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 running so many different things within the Catholic ministry world, specifically in youth ministry, but also that Catholic bomb that uh, that I talk about every episode. Michael, welcome back, man. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just want to argue I am equally as lovely. <laughs> well, we'll put that to a poll on social media and just let the people decide. <laughs> So, uh, Michael, you, you run Project YM. What is Project YM? So Project YM is a ministry that exists to serve Catholic youth workers. So we train them, we support them. Really, our primary focus is helping youth workers know that they matter and that the work that they're doing is important. And that's your primary goal. And you have this tertiary goal or another fancy word that I can't think. What is like the tertiary for four? Quad, quadiary? 
You have a goal within Project Who I Am to also help you. You ministers. stumped us, Taylor. I, I stumped myself, <laughs> and y'all just laughed at me. Um, <laughs> y'all have this other goal of like fun, doing fundraisers as a youth minister is, it, is not fun. It's it's boring. It's, not, it, you, yeah. it's yeah, it's not fun. Usually doesn't bring a ton of money in. Y'all are trying to change that with this project that I have gotten to hear about. I've actually gotten to play this before. We're going to play it today. What are we doing? Absolutely. So we're going we're gonna to play a little trivia um, because everyone thinks they're smart mm. um, and most people are wrong. So mm. this is a great way to prove. I definitely um, know I'm not smart. Who, who's the smartest person in the room? It's really what the goal is. What's funny is I would usually I'm the type of person that thinks I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to win. And but I was able to tell Allison today. She was like, oh, no, I'm terrible at trivia. I was like, well, I went into this. I played this a, a few weeks ago with uh, with you guys on uh, like Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. And I came in with so much confidence and I got last place. Mm. And one of my answers was what like it was something about like, what does RGB stand for? Oh, and it was like red. Oh, uh, red, green, or uh, it's it's red and blue and what else? And I said blue <laughs> because it was like red RGB. So I had the RG. The one that's missing is the B. But the answer, the question said it already included blue in it. So I definitely said that answer. I'm not very bright. Okay. So you have a chance to win here. Maybe, <laughs> although I mean, picked first for tug of war, yes. Picked last for trivial pursuit, certainly. So that's well, we've got a broad spectrum of questions okay. to, try to try to help define and hone uh, where your unique intelligence is. Okay. So. Okay. Well, let's just jump into this. Uh, Michael, tell us what is our first category here? Yeah. So our first category is called thanks for the laughs. Um, and it's about famous comedians. Hmm. So we're going to test your knowledge of, of other people who are funny. Um, so let's do this. Um, let's go ladies first. Um, you'll get an answer, a chance to guess. If you get it wrong, um, we'll go to Taylor. But if you get it right, you get the point. I started sweating. I'm, Trivia I'm, stresses me out. I'm always sweating, and the air conditioner doesn't work in here. Thanks, Summer. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number one. Um, what comedian hosted the very first episode of Saturday Night Live? Oh, gosh. Okay. This is going to be like Steve Martin or, or, or Dan Aykroyd or like Eddie Murphy. I'm going to go, oh, Jim Belushi. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Jim Belushi. That is not correct. Okay, I I'm gonna take actually. I was actually thinking your first answer. I'm gonna go Steve Martin. Steve Martin is also not correct. Um, the correct answer is George Carlin. George oh, Carlin. okay. Okay. Well, I just learned not to brainstorm out loud. <laughs> 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 Okay, here we go. Um, question number two. Um, the sledgematic is a tool regularly used by what watermelon hating comedian? Taylor, we're going to go to you first. You know this, this is don't yours. You, you the, know this? I do. I oh, know. I'm going to steal it. Sweet, go. A sledgematic, something with watermelons? Yeah. Uh, 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 Kid Rock. <laughs> oh, gosh. Can I um, steal? Kid Rock is not correct. <laughs> it's Gallagher. Gallagher is correct. Ooh. I've literally um, never I'm gonna heard you, of that. I'm going to give you a bonus point if you know his first name. I don't. Leo. Leo yeah, Gallagher. no, and I wouldn't have gotten it either. I couldn't have picked it out on multiple choice. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to do our third and final question in the thanks for the laughs round. Um, here's a question. 
All right, Taylor, it's yours, what? right? No, it's yours. It's mine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Getting confidence. What comedian played the groundskeeper that claims to have played golf with the Dalai Lama in Caddyshack? Bill Murray. Final answer. That is, that is correct. Yes. Dang it. All right. Takes the lead. All right, Taylor, this next category is geared for you. Are you ready? I'm, I'm getting cocky over here, just so you know. <laughs> okay, well. Two to zero. Two to, two to nothing. Two to zero. <laughs> I hear you, Taylor. Um, this next category is called, Are You Smarter Than a Middle Schooler? Hmm. Um, so it's all, all things you would have learned during your middle school years. Isn't that relative? I was in middle school for four years, so this should be pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Taylor, first question. Um, what do you call a 12-sided polygon? Oh. Complicated. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Median Brown was last time. That, you, that's you all could, I got. You I could guess. I, I, I don't even, like, I don't even have a Okay, word can I, I guess? guess? I'm going to guess. You may. It's like a dokagon, a dosagon. Try one more time. Let's see if you got it. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. It's a... It's a dosigon. It's a dosi dosigon. We're talking in Spanish and dancing terms now. Hey, this look. is my favorite question. Um, no, it is a dodecagon. Oh, that's what I said. Instead that's of what I said. Instead of you're right like a Susan girl, you're wrong like a Susan uh, girl. Booby traps. That's what I said. All right, here we go. Next question. Um, name name the three types of rock. Is it me again? Yeah. Okay. You know. Igneous, sedimentary, igneous, and sedimentary, and, and metamorphic. Boom. That is correct. Boom. Well done. What? What? How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> because I have a kid in the fourth grade. <laughs> wow. Nailed it. All right, Taylor, back to you. Here we go. What body of water separates France and England? The Sea of Gibraltar. No. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I can't. I don't know. You don't know? Oh, I thought you were embarrassed for me. No. <laughs> I mean that also. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the Atlantic, and and I am just blushing. The Atlantic. No. Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> This is the English Channel. That's embarrassing, Taylor. I thought that was the BBC. Yeah, I get you. Oh, here we go. Let's keep rolling. Um, next category. Um, we built this city. This is all musical cities. Is it my turn? I think it's your turn. Yeah, it is your turn. Oh wait, who's the song by or what? The that's I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna need that's the category. You got the category. Oh, right. can I have some bonus points for Starship? Uh, no, but um, here we go. <laughs> Musical Fine. cities. Are you ready? Yeah. Um, the Man in Black had what city's prison blues? Ooh. Um, okay, so it's Johnny Cash, and it's the full, full, um, oh, because you asked. It's the fulcum. <laughs> the fulcum, or the, the... Please watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your mind? Hold on. Um... Oh, I'm gonna. I'm. This is a disappointment. I'm gonna have to forfeit for time. Memphis. No, it is Folsom. 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 That's what I said. Ugh. Folsom for the whole uh, family. <laughs> All right, Taylor. That um, was a frustrating recap. Loss. You have zero points currently. Oh, I, I'm aware. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, 
Ian Ian Hunter saying that this favorite Drew Carey city rocks. Cleveland. That is correct. Yeah, wow. I got one. And I wouldn't have well gotten done. that. Ohio, 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 Ohio. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Last question in uh, our musical cities round. Um, what city did the Fab Four, the Beatles, originally form in? Who's it for? You. Okay. Um, Liverpool. That is correct. <laughs> well done. I actually just watched like the whatever the singers in cars or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched that one yeah. with with him, and they were in Liverpool. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Here you go. This is probably my favorite round we're gonna play all night. It's called um, "What Kind of Cat." What kind of cat? You ready, Taylor? We're gonna start with you. The category is "What Kind of Cat." Cat. Here's here's a question. What kind of cat has a thousand legs? Mm. Caterpillar. That is correct. Yes. Is correct. <laughs> Here we go. Next one. Um, what kind of cat facilitates a chemical reaction? A catalyst. Um, a... I don't know. <laughs> I do. I keep looking to you for help. I like know I, you're I, whispering, I, and Michael can't hear you. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. A catalyst. I don't know. A catalyst is correct. Oh, look at you. Booyah! You are so confident in that answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Taylor. What kind of cat is a whole bunch of cows? Mm. A whole bunch of cows. H- herd? Cat? Cat herd? <laughs> a herd of cats herding cats. It uh, no, it's no. cattle. It is cattle. Oh, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the herding cat. I liked my thought process there. Cows are in herds. Herding you cats herd was cats. good. That was good. You I, should have like half a point for that. I think you should have half a point. I have two and a half points. Okay. I'm glad we agree. <laughs> I appreciate cleverness. Uh, all right. We got time to keep going? Uh, yeah, let's do... Yeah, we got time for a couple more, actually. Here we go. So um, this round is called The Final Frontier. So this is all space movies. Oh, I'm out. Well, you're up first. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Um, Question is, what is the name of the boy who befriends E.T. in E.T. the Extraterrestrial? Yay! Elliot! Elliot! Elliot is correct. I would not have gotten that. Oh, yay! (laughs) I watched that movie when I was like four. Uh-huh. And never saw it again. You don't remember things from when you were four? I remember, I have one memory that I won't share now. <laughs> well, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, all right, Taylor, it's on you. Um, what is Captain Kirk's first name and middle initial in Star Trek? Uh, Captain R. No, that would not be anywhere close <laughs> to correct. For the steel? Um, the initial is H, and I don't know the rest. It is not. Cattle. <laughs> Cattle, Cattle was, is, is, is James T. Kirk. Wouldn't have gotten that. Um, Sounds like a professor of biology at the local university. I was hoping for half a point. It wasn't that clever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. 
Last question in the final frontier. Um, what is the name of the heroine in Alien? I don't think we can have this question. Who's, oh, you mean girl hero. Got it. Oh, who's, whose hero. turn is it? Sorry. It is yours. Okay. Um, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> um, that is the actress. <laughs> That's all I know. Taylor? I wasn't listening to the question because you said heroin and I got really scared. <laughs> I got for distracted. A <laughs> <laughs> he sat up a little Different straighter. Different kind of show, guys. Um, what is the name of the heroine in Alien? Uh, Jennifer. Ooh. No, her name is Ellen Ripley. Oh. Believe it or not. Who knows? Believe it or not. I'm walking on air. Right, here we go. Let's keep rolling. Um, let's go tech talk. So these are technology questions. Oh, gosh. Taylor, we're going to start with you. <laughs> all right. This is our final round, and I need to this... get uh, all it's three impossible. of these questions and a half point to tie. Yeah. So... <laughs> this should delight you, um, this subject. All right. Go ahead. You know, uh, here we go. All right, a computer virus that disguises itself as a legitimate program is known as what similar ancient war device? Oh, 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 a, tro- oh. a Trojan. That is correct. Yeah. Oh. Correct. How about that? Here we go. Um, what does USB stand for? Unicorns submit to bears. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's the correct absolutely. answer. Yeah. How'd I do? Perfect. Um, <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get a magical invisible unicorn point. Perfect. <laughs> Taylor, universal storage bin. Oh, congratulations! That's, that's not, not correct. correct. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it is the universal serial bus. But nice play. All right, Taylor. Here we go. Last question. Um, you have to get it perfectly correct for it to count, or you get no points. There is no partial credit. Are no matter ready? what, I lose. So thanks. All right. There's no cheating because I don't know what is in front of you. So I'm going to steal is... and beat you by 100. <laughs> percent All right. No cheating. Um, look. Keep your eyes up so I know you don't cheat. Here we go. Um, typing on a standard keyboard. What is the order of the ten letters of the alphabet in the row under the numbers? Q W E R T Y backslash question mark backspace. Not anywhere close. Okay. All right. It's QWERTY UIOP. Q U E R T Y U I O P. QWERTY UIOP. You actually, correct. okay, you got it wrong though, because you said Q U E R T Y. Oh, you said QWERTY, but you knew what I meant. But it's a W. I know. Oh. I did know it was a W, but I, I understand if you can't give me the point. Half a point. Because I said <laughs> UIOP, so I wouldn't have put U twice. I knew it was a W. Okay, we'll give you uh, seven eighths of a point. Okay. I like I'll it. take it. I don't know what the percentage of seven eighths is. So, uh, with a final score, of six and seven eighths point. I love beating you, Taylor. To three and a half. Allison Sullivan is our champion. Well done. She did it. All Luckily, right. she only got seven eighths on that last one, because otherwise she would have double your score. That's why I did it. <laughs> because right before the question, she said, I'm going to have 100% of your score. And I didn't want that. So I gave her seven eighths of a point, because I can. <laughs> I just like to win. Okay, so this, this explain how this would work for somebody, anybody at a parish, anybody at a Catholic school, anybody trying to raise money, how would it work? Um, what do they get? What do they have to do? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the idea is you take that trivia night model. So a lot of times maybe you've been to a bar or you've been to a restaurant and you've played uh, a trivia night. Um, and so we've taken that same sort of concept and idea um, and made it into an amazing fundraiser. So we didn't invent the trivia night, obviously, but we did make it way, way easier to pull off as a fundraiser. So you gather teams of people who play, they pay to play. Um, you get some great prizes donated. You do a bunch of stuff you can add on on top to kind of bring in a little extra money. But we give you everything you need from all of the questions, all of the promotional materials, a step-by-step walkthrough guide of how to do it, everything you need so that you can pull it off. And truthfully, we've been doing it for a couple of years now. And we started it because there wasn't a fundraiser out there that we felt like was a great return on investment, right? Everybody spends mm-hmm. all this time doing car washes and bake mm-hmm. sales. And you have you know 20 people standing out there for three hours. So that's 60 hours of work and you make like 400 bucks, yeah. right? And so when you look at the hourly rate, it's just pathetic. And so instead, Trivia Night not only brings in a lot more money. The average parish is raising between five and $8,000 in a single night. Um, And you're able to advocate for your ministry all night long. During every break, you Mm -hmm. plug your ministry, you tell stories. But the best part, every time we've run a trivia night, we have people come up to us afterwards asking when we're going to do it again. Like I've never run any other fundraiser where people like, oh man, that pancake breakfast was so delicious. When are you doing another one? Like, <laughs> Can't no wait one for those asked. bad brownies after mass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it's been amazing. And in fact, over the last couple of years, we've helped parishes raise hundreds of thousands of dollars using this resource. That's phenomenal, man. I want people to go check it out. It's, it's so much fun to play, easy to run. Um, you can go to fortecatholic.com slash trivia. Um, you'll use that link there. Use the code Forte at checkout. You'll get $10 off uh, buying the, the the materials. So easy to use. So much fun to play, especially for you, Allison. Especially you, when you win. You finally beat me at something. I'm very oh, proud gosh. of you. I'm very, very <laughs> proud of you. Michael, thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having some fun with us. It's great. Always. Anytime, sir. (laughs) Just a little behind the scenes. I've done this outro wrong three times already. (laughs) Michael was a lot more energetic in the first two. Now he just wants to leave. But hey, guess what? I'm a professional and I'll be back next week. See ya! Allison! Taylor. Yes? I'm upset with you. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know where else you're upset with me? (laughs) Over on Patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. All of our conversations that happen before the show, after the show, in between segments. Bonus hours of content with Allison Sullivan. All of our great guests. All of our co-hosts. It is so much fun. You can get more. The show continues. The show must go on. I really wish I had a delete button. Well, you don't. On your show, you do. You can make me say whatever you want. On my show, I can make you say whatever I want. Fort, not Fort, whatever. Patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. Go do it, and you can listen to Allison yell at me some more. Taylor embarrasses his guests. Love you. Love you. Bye.